0: Hello, Docalow. How's your 2020 going? Let's make it sadder, shall we? My name is Bob Shaman. You have hit play on the Documenteers podcast, the podcast about documentaries. Not a documentary podcast like Serial or whatever investigative true crime thing is out there, but a podcast about those films known as documentaries. I talk about a new one each week with a friend, and this week Felicia and I get out the tissues because we got some rough subject matter. Warning. This documentary recalls themes of child abuse on multiple levels. For Felicia's first full-length episode, we are watching and discussing the film Tell Me Who I Am by Ed Perkins. And it's on Netflix. Twins. One gets into an accident and remembers nothing but his brother. The brother helps him flesh out a life he cannot remember, but he happens to leave some stuff out. It's fucked up, but we venture forth. Big reveals in this episode, so keep that in mind if you want to watch it, because we spoil this like we spoil any other documentary. No one has really complained about that yet, but I expect it to come someday. Next week on the show is not nearly as fucked up, but sad in its own special way. Akil joins me for his first episode in 2020 to discuss a film about the youth and what they're doing And we are two men around the age of 40 that are doing their best to understand this as objectively as they can because we are following the life of a teenage social media personality who dreams of making a living by posting and streaming. What are the teens like these days and why are all these teenage girls obsessed with it? This kid, Austin Tesser, he's like the next Leif Garrett, the next Sean Cassidy the next Ricky Nelson, the next Fatty Arbuckle, our most okay-boomer episode yet, as we discuss the Liza Mandelet film Jawline, and it can be found on Hulu. Teenagers staring at their phones next week, right here on The Document No song clips on this episode except one. We ended on the song Celebrity Skin by Hull, and I picked that song to troll Felicia Whenever she hears this, because we dropped some hot words on Courtney Love in this episode. Tea gets spilled. And I just want to say up top, regarding any Courtney Love claims in this episode, one word. Alleged. We are now legally safe as houses. Talk com for more about this. Five stars in a review on Apple Podcasts is the most helpful way to help the show. And remember, we are accepting requests. For our listener request month in March, I will select at the end of January, including 30 for 30 requests and short documentary requests. You know how Friday episodes roll. We need a lot of shorties requests. You can see what we've already done at our website or just scroll down on your podcast app. That's a good way to do it too. And now that we have done that, let's move on to some terrible, terrible shit. We're in this together and I appreciate your support. Keep on docking. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet, 16,000 separate photographs. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel.
1: I don't know who I am. Not just the story of who I am, but who I really am. The real me. The secrets I need answers to are in Marcus's head. But they're deep in his head. So it would almost seem reckless in terms of whatever we're gonna find when we open the box. It's Pandora's box, you either open it or you don't. But will it help me? It's a chance. It's a chance I'm prepared to take.
0: sounds good and we are on felicia hi welcome this is your first full episode you started out doing shorties
2: yes those wonderful shorties
0: it's january by the way
2: oh my birth month
0: me too what day were you born
2: january 10th
0: i'm 27th
2: oh you're not you're a aquarius then
0: yeah Mm. i have a lot of relatives that were born in january yeah
2: my family everyone on my mom's side they're all born in january except for her
0: yeah my father was 25th my grandmother's 18th, my mother's the 13th, I had an aunt, that's the 19th. I got a cousin, that's the 29th. Do they get along? No.
2: Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs>
0: Some of them are dead, <laughs> and the rest ate each other.
2: Yes, that's my family, so I completely understand oh, that. Oh, wow.
0: Cool. This is your first full episode. This is traditionally what the documenteers really is, talking yes. about full-length documentaries. And when I watched the trailer for this, I was like, ooh, this seems compelling. <laughs> this seems something bad probably happened. It yes. seems like there's an undercurrent of something bads going on.
2: Something happened.
0: And I sure enough my the where my brain went was like, oh, that dad's probably beating the shit out of him, mm-hmm. right? So let's see what the brother hid. I felt oh. like I wasn't I'm 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 grateful my mind My mind could think of some fucked up shit. But but this
2: was fucked up.
0: This like went there and then it was like, oh, here's like five more steps into fucked up that you didn't even think about.
2: Well, it was a book beforehand, too.
0: Oh, yeah. And I had
2: heard about the book around the same time like that uh, movie that came out about the three triplets. Yeah. Yeah, that one that came out, I heard about it around then, but I knew they didn't put everything in the book for a reason.
0: Yeah, and in the book, yeah, they said that the brother, what's his name? Marcus. Yeah. Was holding back on that book. Yeah. I was like, nah.
2: I'm not saying anything.
0: So, really, based on what they described, you can just skip that book and just watch this movie. Yes. I want to say I'm sorry for your first <laughs> full length documentary. He's got to deal with like monstrous shit. Yeah, it was a lot. I knew it was going to be bad, but this went like above and beyond. Yeah. And there's so much going on in the news. We had some billionaire dude allegedly kill himself from prison.
2: Allegedly.
0: This stuff, like, touches base on... I'm not a conspiracy theorist guy.
2: Oh, I am. But now I
0: think that every billionaire is a pedophile. Yes. And I will go to my grave believing that. I mean,
2: you are correct in... It's like, uh, oh my gosh, what is that movie? Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of shit. Which
0: is... Eyes Wide Shut, if you think about it, is tame compared to the accusations that we actually are yeah. hearing out in the world. Yeah. At least in Eyes Wide Shut, they seem to be grown women, technically, yeah, adult,
2: technically adults. Technically, yeah. There was something else that's not, oh, uh, gosh, True Detective. There was some mm. shit in the second season of True Detective that was similar to like Eyes Wide Shut.
0: This was kind of like Eyes Wide Shut minus the satanic murder. There was no yes. Satan in here. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the film Tell Me Who I Am. And it's fucking dark. Yes. And it's directed by Ed Perkins. You can watch this on Netflix. Produced by Simon Chin, uh, who produced movies like Searching for Sugar Man, uh, the the guy who walked between the Twin Towers.
2: Oh, yeah. And
0: uh, the Amazing Jonathan documentary, which is probably one we talked about recently.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the format of this is like people is straight up talking heads, but two people.
2: Yeah, I really like the format of that.
0: And it worked out. In the beginning, I was like, is this going for some real... Uh, The style was kind of distracting me at first. I was getting a little groany with it. And then as the story starts clicking into place and starts going, everything seemed actually pretty smooth. Yeah, But it's very simple. Mm -hmm. There's very few reenactments. They're very subtle. They're the type that don't show faces dead on.
2: Yeah.
0: There's not very many of them at all. There's pictures, people, Mm -hmm. of family members and shit like that. And other than that, it's just brothers in a room talking and then at the end brothers together. Talking.
2: Yeah. That was really like the the way that they did that with them separate and they each had their own like thirty, forty minutes and then it brought them together. That was really I think that made it a lot more intense once you got like to the end and you actually like they said everything that happened, you were like, Oh shit, this yeah.
0: is a lot. Akil and I watched a movie not too long ago called Zoo. Have you ever seen that documentary? Mm-mm. You ever heard of Mr. Hands? <laughs> yes. He's the. <laughs> such a. <laughs> basically, Zoo is about a guy who got fucked by a horse, like a zoophilic guy, oh. and he died from it.
2: Well, he got fucked by a horse. Yeah. Like I would imagine,
0: a real feel- so. it's a real feel good episode of the documentary.
2: Oh yeah, no.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> but Akil hated that movie because it it had it kind of was this movie took similar approaches to that, but the movie we're discussing seemed a lot more refined. Yeah, the Zoo movie required a lot on slow motion, which was a big criticism of Akil's, and I have to concede that yeah. it was like a bit much. Some parts are in Zoo were funny for the worst reasons and there's no laughter in this one
2: because somebody was getting fucked by a horse yeah in which the... okay which... nobody is <laughs> getting fucked by a horse in this
0: just pure sadness in this
2: yeah one. it's just really sad
0: a car wreck well actually it's a motor it was a cycle. motorcycle
2: i right. thought it was just a bicycle yeah because i think the british they say bike instead of yeah motorcycle. they're so weird yeah. over there i was like, like okay whatever
0: british listeners what's your problem <laughs> does this say what part of england obviously it's in england but it doesn't say what part. they said
2: something about something about the countries and like our counties they said something about where they were at like everyone from the counties would always come to their house yes i don't know what that means
0: probably like a a, a short drive from london i'm kind of guessing yeah that by based on some information yeah later on. But Alex got into a motorcycle accident and he wakes up and he's got a twin brother. His name is Marcus. Mm-hmm. Recognizes Marcus instantaneously. That's yeah. good news. They're twins. They got a bond. But there's another lady and she's kind of hysterical. And he's like, who the hell is that? And and or his brother goes, That's your mom.
1: And Marcus said to me, do you really not know that that is our mother? And I said, no. And then he said to me, or do you know who you are? And what's your name? It started to dawn on me that I really didn't know anything.
0: He describes himself as essentially a blank canvas. Yeah. Especially early on. I was like, what would it be like if I was like this? Cause this guy, it doesn't seem like any like moral thing is off. No. It seems like those the the underlying subconscious knowledge of the everyday world. Mm-hmm. But there were a few things that he just didn't grasp. Like he had to be told what a bicycle was. Yeah,
2: like I thought it was interesting that he was 18 when the accident happened. Was it? It was either like 18 or 19 when the accident happened. And he essentially had like the brain of a nine-year-old and like the mindset of a nine-year-old. After he woke up. Ah. And that's why he had to be retaught everything. But he even said when he was like talking about like the bicycle, of like, oh, I got on it. And then I was like, oh, I already know how to do that. Like he he started doing, he's like, oh, yeah. I know how to do it.
0: And he didn't know his own name. They didn't yeah. tell him his name. Yeah. Only person he recognized that was familiar to was the his old twin was his brother. Yeah. It's like the guy got a weird second life. Like, not even any emotional resonance Mm-mm. of the past. That's. Mm-mm. As interesting as that thought could be, that's the scariest part. Like, all the things that you went through growing up, the normal childhood shit, your first kiss, your first whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. that's gone. Yeah. Nothing. At some point, later on, they take him to this party. This is, we'll get more into that later. But he's like, oh, your girlfriend's here. Mm -hmm. This is her name. And he was just, and his approach to most of this was just to pretend like. Like he he knew them. And it worked. Yeah. There was no questions. Like he apparently jokes about losing his virginity to her Twice, yeah. But uh, so he he comes out, he's a blank canvas. And mom picks him up from the hospital Mm -hmm. and she's reiterating. You still don't remember? Are Mm -hmm. you sure?
2: Well, and like something that I thought was kind of weird was that she wasn't wanting to believe that he was that something had happened to him yeah. that he couldn't remember anything. Like she was just like, yeah, no, like he's, he's perfectly fine. Yeah. And he even thought that that was strange.
0: Like she was just pretending.
2: Yeah. Like they were pretending but... like nothing happened.
0: Then they go home and he talks about this big daunting house.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I thought that part was interesting. Cause as far as I know, this is the house he grew up in.
1: I'm just being told that this is your house. This is your mother. I don't know that.
0: So it seemed like they had a level of comfort. It mm-hmm. seemed like dad worked a lot. He was very self-isolated. So only had the childhood of a big daunting house. But objectively, after losing his memory, all that emotion's gone. Yeah. He kind of objectively is, is like, wow, this house seems too big. Mm-hmm. As though, but he never had a life where he was like, I'm going to be in this tiny like, apartment. Like, I'll be
2: fine just living in this little apartment. Yeah, like he yeah. grew up in this opulent house.
0: It's just it's so strange to wrap your head around. Yeah. That was his life, that house. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up to it. He doesn't recognize it. He's like, that seems like really daunting. This yeah. House. I mean, this house was so big that it. they kind of talked about it as though it were like multiple apartments on its own.
2: Yeah. Well, they even talked about how they weren't allowed in the house.
0: Yeah. Portions of it.
2: Yeah. They weren't allowed in portions of the house. They couldn't go upstairs. Yeah. They didn't even have a key to the house.
0: Yeah, no front door key. No
2: front door key to the house. They
0: slept in like a little shed area on the estate. Yeah. Which we go through a lot of uh, Marcus helping Alex get Mm -hmm. it. Basically, Marcus is having to reteach him.
2: Everything.
0: Marcus loves his brother, so he has no problem doing this. And as they go into that, and they're... Talking about, like, memories and photographs. And then uh, after they explain all this, it's like, oh, by the way, they sleep in the shed and they don't yeah. have a front door key. And you're like, what? What? They said when he first met his father.
1: My father, I didn't, he was so distant. He didn't hug me or anything like that. He just shook my hand and said he was my father. He never came to the hospital.
2: Yeah, and his brother was like, you call him sir. Yeah. And then there were certain, like, Rules of the house they had to maintain with, like, the father and, like, his anger yeah and stuff like that.
0: If it wasn't for his brother, Alex would be truly alone. Yeah. But because his brother is the only thing that keeps him from being alone, then he's hinging everything Mm -hmm. on the health of his brother.
2: Something that I found kind of funny (laughs) was the fact that the mom had all these chihuahuas kind of creeped me out a little bit because i hate chihuahuas inherited them and like she inherited these chihuahuas that she put them in all these outfits and stuff like that hit me i was like if something happens to me where like i lose my memory i really hope i don't like he came back like loving these chihuahuas
0: yeah. and before he they he hated, hated them.
2: them and i'm like please don't let me come back like i lose my memory and i start loving chihuahuas <laughs> too much for me. But, like, when they said that about the mother, like, inheriting chihuahuas and yeah. dressing them up and taking pictures, and I was like, that's a little strange. It almost
0: implied that she had a village worth of chihuahuas. That's
2: what it seemed like
0: to me. And the ch- each chihuahua had their own front door key. Probably. He talks about how amazing TV was. All oh, same yeah. All the shit that you remember. You get... There were no reruns because mm-hmm. he had lost his memory. Freaking... Old cartoons from the forties and fifties were, were like, like brand new for him. Like, whoa, that's wild. Yeah. This is the part where I felt a little jealous of him. Imagine all your favorite shit, your favorite movie, your favorite record. Yeah. I'm jealous of people when they when they get to hear that stuff for the first time. Mm-hmm. How exciting would that be? I probably would get addicted to television. Oh yeah. And he also he was filling in a lot of gaps of his history, and he had this presumption that the way families are represented on TV.
2: Was the right way that they were, like, supposed to be, so that's just what he assumed.
0: And that's probably what families are. hmm All families make their kids sleep in the shed. Yeah. Their mom, she was a tall lady, over six feet. They
2: said her hands were huge. Yeah.
0: she's loud. She definitely was a big socialite.
2: The parties that they would... They were, there was always parties going on, and always people in their house, and yeah. always guests there, and they never, like, thought anything of it like that's just what they were used to having around them they
0: don't go into the details of what their father did or or if the mom had any kind of job Mm -hmm. but england has a pretty fairly obvious class system yeah we pretend like ours isn't obvious but it's there but but england has one that's pretty blatant Mm -hmm. and it just seems like they were upper crust people yeah and uh so he's being handed pictures of a beach vacation um, in some French beach somewhere, and so Alex is taking this and be and his brother would be like, "See, we had a good time then." And and then the brother just kind of adds the world around it. He kind of injects the parents into it and combine that with TV bullshit. And he's, yeah, and he's and he's helping to create. An idyllic childhood.
2: Yeah, that was something I wrote down. Was like he used the word idyllic that he was like reconstructing a whole like history for him, and that their life had been good from the life that Marcus had painted for him, and reimplanting all these memories in his head and everything. That was the way the way that he was like explaining like how perfect everything was. Yeah. I was like, this is something, yeah. something happened.
0: The pendulum's about to go yeah. hard the other mm-hmm. way. And that's when we get the rules of the house.
1: Learning the rules of the house was more complicated. We weren't allowed to go upstairs. We didn't eat with our parents. We weren't allowed a front door key.
0: I think they talk about eating breakfast sometimes, but not dinner. Not dinner. And
1: they stayed in the shed, but the shed is... In a funny sort of way, we quite like living in the shed. <laughs> because it was our domain.
0: The shed is not like maybe where a a thin thing with no insulation, it looks like it's like a tiny house because these are rich people, Mm -hmm. but still it's like...
2: It's not part of the house.
0: And it was obvious that they had some kind of an aristocratic background.
1: It was perfectly normal for our house to be filled with sirs, duchesses, lords, ladies, and that's how we lived. I never thought this is odd because everything was normal.
0: But yeah. that was Alex's life story. So when Alex would go out, Mar- uh, Marcus would always be with Alex when they'd go in social gatherings and he'd have to break down who all his friends are.
1: And then he said, oh, yes, and you, and you have a girlfriend. I thought, oh, I've got a girlfriend, right? She, um, she was very nice and she didn't really notice. I had no idea who she was.
2: He gave him like a 10 minute rundown of every person he was about to meet before they would like go meet them, which I thought was very smart. And I feel like I need to do that in my own life. Yeah. Because I forget all the time.
0: Marcus but, comes off as such a patient
2: yeah. person. I mean, he had to be, but I feel like at the same time, it's his, it's his twin brother. And I felt that because that was the only person that he knew... He had to be the one to be there for him Mm. and build this level of trust with him because he didn't know anyone else and who knew what anyone else was going to tell him except for Marcus.
0: Everyone's kind of from even Marcus to an extent as we get into it and Alex, as well as their old friends that Alex just has the cliff notes of. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's kind of projecting... Everyone's filling in blank spaces with each other Mm -hmm. here to make themselves feel more comfortable with the situation. Yeah. Which um, can seem like... It seems like a survival mechanism, but at the same time, uh, it kind of maybe oversimplifies some shit.
2: Yeah. I I feel like... It would have been nice if, like, one of them had, like, probably Marcus more so than Alex had talked about how, like, the friends actually reacted to all of this. How they reacted to Alex not really knowing who they were and then being told these cliff notes about him. Like, the girlfriend especially. Like, that. Yeah. that's something that I would have really liked to gotten a little bit more yeah. deeper into.
0: That alone would merit, like, a whole chapter in yeah. the book. Maybe the book actually maybe extrapolates on that. It might yeah. be worth checking out. Mm-hmm. But Alex he's obsessed with the old pictures he finds. Yeah. He's also obsessed with taking pictures. He becomes obsessive about documenting everything.
1: He became absolutely fascinated by photographs because he became totally paranoid that he would lose his new memory. I just took pictures of people having fun. I took pictures of the parties we went to, the people we met, the places we went. I wanted to capture every single moment of every month of every year for the rest of my life.
2: He was afraid of like losing losing what he had just learned and wanting to make sure that he could if something happened he could remember again.
0: It's like Memento if like he didn't cycle back. You ever see that movie Memento? Yes, yeah. And didn't
2: cycle back and didn't cover himself in yeah. the tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Marcus should have covered him, or uh, Alex should have covered.
2: Cover himself, himself in, in tattoos. tattoos. Yep.
0: Yeah. So dad dad got pancreatic cancer. And he brings his sons into the study. I guess he got, they got permission. And he begs for forgiveness.
1: He said, would we forgive him before he died? So I said yes. Alex would have said anything. I mean, he was just such a nice boy. And he had such a nice way about him. And then Marcus stood there and said, no, I will not forgive you. And turned around and walked out of the room.
0: And Alex, he has no context to go on. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, this man, he took us to Fran- French beaches as his yeah. children. Of
2: course I'm going to forgive Father, him.
0: Father, of course. And this is when the real cracks start to form.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When dad passed away, Alex had this expectation. like, okay, he's gone. I guess the rules are going to change. Mm-hmm. Go hang out in the house, have breakfast, have our own rooms within the house. But they didn't. Yeah. In fact, they said that shit got even more stringent.
2: Worse for them. Which and they're is
0: weird. They can't be more than 20 years old here. No. I guess Alex's condition kind of really did set him back. So, yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways, he is kind of like a teenager. Yeah. Still no key. They still sleep in the shed.
2: Mm hmm.
0: And then, five years after this point, they walk in the house and their mother has fallen to the base of the steps. Yeah. She has a brain tumor. And this hurt Alex big time because he grew very close to his mother. Even though he had no memories, the mother that he was around for years after that was somebody that he loved very much. Eventually, she would die. And Alex showed a lot of emotion. But Marcus
1: didn't. No emotion at all. I felt nothing.
2: Yeah, he didn't care. He was like, whatever.
0: Whatsoever
2: and you could see it in both their faces kind of when they were they, when they were talking about it with Alex like you could see that he got he was a little bit more emotional about it and mm. then Marcus was just like she died
0: so Alex is like what is going on but Marcus is not he's acknowledging that he does not like their parents yeah and he is not saying anything more than that and then they start cleaning the house i'm sure i'll say it in the introduction of this episode shit's about to get heavy. It
2: was a lot.
0: <laughs> I was watching this and I was like, Angela would probably think this is good, but I'm hesitant to re- recommend it right now. Yeah. Cuz she will just be sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah, in movie. it's it's
2: this this part, like Alex's part didn't really get me. It it's it's the end that really that it really
0: got me. Yeah. So, yeah. It, this is just building up. Oh, yeah. From, so all the parents are dead. So now they really can't go into the house. Mm-hmm. They probably do have a key now. Hopefully. Uh, then they start going through some shit. And it's a cluttered ass house. Mm-hmm. And there are parts of this house that they've never, they've just never seen Yeah, before. and they
2: were talking about how literally every shelf had something on it. Every bookcase had something in it. Every closet had something in it. Money
0: so. is stuffed throughout the house. I wish that was my house. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what a nice little thing to have. Yeah. And then they go into this big bathroom. There's a wardrobe, and it's, like, full of, they said, sex toys.
2: Yeah, that kind of creeped me out a little bit. Like,
0: a wardrobe full of sex toys?
2: What I'm imagining How many
0: do you need to fill a wardrobe?
2: I'm imagining, like, leather on one side, dildos on the other, and then other accoutrements I mean, of sex toys. Most
0: people just have one drawer.
2: Yeah, this is a wardrobe. These
0: folks had a wardrobe.
2: Like, that's a lot.
0: Uh, the attic. They go to the attic and their, their Alex's entire childhood is there. Mm-hmm. Old school work and kids' drawings and shit. Mm-hmm. Things are saved. Also, a lot of unopened presents throughout the yeah. years of their childhood. Presents sent to them by aunts and, and uncles. And cards
2: and stuff like that they had never seen for, like, Christmas and birthdays it was strange
0: now now at this point we're getting obviously we're getting to a point where like people that alex loved may not be good people yeah but why wouldn't you give them it's it's yeah i'm asking for the psychology of something that seems to just baffle me completely i doubt there's a true answer
2: well i mean they're they're it's essentially that they're just not even acknowledging their presence in their family like they're they're living in a shed they don't acknowledge their birthdays like they talk throughout the they talked like throughout the whole thing like they didn't celebrate holidays or birthdays or anything like that so that's what was weird to me
0: at the base level we're talking about control freak narcissism yes at the very least yes and uh alex acknowledges that their mother as they go through more and more Unopened presents, old pictures. Mom's getting complicated Yeah. Then they find a cupboard, and a secret door inside a cupboard. And they had to find the key to go in it. There was just this little compartment that Mm -hmm. needed the key. And this is fucked up.
2: Yeah.
1: A photograph of me and Marcus, aged around 10, and we're naked, with our heads cut off. It was too weird. It was just too too strange. What the hell was she doing with a naked picture of me and Marcus with our heads cut off? I just didn't know what to do.
0: I found myself wondering why the heads were taken off. I think in the movie it alludes to some kind of vindictive force. I think that the person utilizing this picture did not want to see their eyes looking yeah, back at I think them. it
2: was like a disassociation thing.
0: They wanted to just view these kids yeah. as property and meat. And that's when we go into act two. Oh Marcus This was
2: the hardest one for me.
0: Marcus he acknowledges that he is creating a fantasy world for Alex to live in.
1: It was a fantasy that I was creating for him. And the longer it went on,
0: the bigger the fantasy Alex only knew his brother. You got to remember that. Everything hinged on Alex.
2: Like he and and Marcus had control.
0: Every ounce of trust Mm -hmm. was put into Marcus. Yep.
1: If you've only got one fact in your mind, one thing that you know 100%, one thing that is yours of your own, not that something that anybody's given you, you then build everything around that fact. He had to trust me because he didn't have anybody else to trust. Without me, he had nothing.
0: Alex trusted Marcus more than he could ever trust himself. They did celebrate holidays, but they would, throughout their childhood, they found out that they would actually go with other families. So, like, the pictures of them on a French beach, mm-hmm. they were with some other family.
2: Yeah, that's what I was a little confused about, was that it was, was it just them with other families, or was it them and their parents with other families?
0: I think... The way they described it, they never went on any vacation. It was just
2: there. them with other
0: people. They yeah, didn't go with their family. Friends of the family or other relatives Yeah, would be like, let's take the kids down to Normandy yeah. or what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Ever.
2: <laughs> Normandy.
0: Uh, Normandy, France?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm just showing off a little geographic. I don't
2: biology. know, geoc-
0: Marcus points out that when he would show Alex a picture of them on vacation, Alex never asked, Oh, so mom and dad were up by in the water.
2: Yeah, he never clarified anything or asked further questions. He just took it on blind faith. Oh,
0: I just assumed my parents were there too. Mm -hmm. There's so many questions. So many. This thing becomes just a maze.
2: Yeah, it becomes a lot.
0: And um, Marcus acknowledges that at this point he is consciously lying. It's kind of a weird part where. Alex is like, how's our mom? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, mom's
1: cool. Yeah, our mother's cool. And that would be the end of the question. You would say to me, well, that's not an acceptable answer. What am I supposed to do with our mother's cool? I want more. What was she like? How did she look after us? Does she love us? You know, has she been a good mother? But he wasn't asking any questions like that. He just wanted to know, is my mother cool? Yes, she is. Great. Pop that in the memory bank. Move on.
2: Mom's cool. No, like, mom, no, like, going into detail about who their mom is. Like, I'm pretty sure you would say more, like, mom's cool.
0: Hey, mom's not feeding us that roast she just made. What's going on? Like,
2: what's going on? Just like, that's just normal. Mom's cool. That's okay.
0: The fantasy now was coming apart. And Marcus definitely felt the guilt of the lie. But to him, the absolute truth that he couldn't tell Alex was the worst.
2: Yeah.
0: And honestly, having seen the whole film and looking back, I, I... I understand why Marcus did Oh, anything. yeah.
2: And I mean, Ma- he even said he was like, he didn't he didn't want to feel those emotions again.
0: And Marcus said, if this was the other way around, yeah. Alex would definitely do this for me, yeah. too. Alex just didn't know he would do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He probably wasn't ever jealous of his brother. I was kind of wondering that. Yeah. But I think he loved his brother so much that he was actually grateful.
2: That he was able to do that for him. And, and-, and have, it, even though he couldn't remember... He was grateful that he was able to make this new story for him.
0: It was a gift to him. Yeah. And he could... So not only is he wrapping up this fantasy with his brother, an idyllic life, Mm -hmm. he gets to now project himself into that as he's telling his brother. And while certain elements in this family know the the truth, Mm -hmm. he can go to his brother and his brother will very sincerely mirror back the fantasy life that he's put on. Yeah. That must be intoxicating mm-hmm. considering now what we know. Yeah. Trauma and tragedy, people will repress that on the in their mm-hmm. own way.
2: And he was saying that he was like starting to believe himself too. Yeah. Like every lie that he was telling, like it was starting to become his own truth as well. Which was makes sense based on what we know.
0: <sighs> it's rough shit. But at this point they acknowledge Now, like I said in the trailer, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, Dad probably beat some people, maybe worse.
1: We all like to think that we'd know who a paedophile is when they walk in a room because they've got a big label on them. But in reality, it's just not like that. My mother sexually abused us up to the age of about 12, 14. And why would you want to give that? I mean... What's that? I mean, that's something. If I just told you today that that happened in your childhood, you knew nothing about it, it would fuck the rest of your life up.
0: And I kept waiting, like, what did Dad do? Yeah, like it's gonna ramp up, mm-hmm. but they just were saying,
2: like, they just oh. said that. What really got me at that point when they said that was that was Alex saying, like, you've got it wrong. It wasn't mom. Like, we had a great relationship with mom because they were, like, celebrating birthdays with her and doing all this stuff. And then Marcus was like, yeah, I know it pained me to Mm. be around this situation knowing what she did.
0: Deep repression on Marcus's part. He's anguishing on the sideline. He's seeing his brother be super close with his mom. Mm -hmm. And he's just sitting there knowing everything. But he knows when that party's over, that gathering's over, he can go into that world with his brother. And when mom died, they said that the saga felt ended. But the photo that they had found, that brought back something hard for Marcus. Mm -hmm.
1: I just walked straight into the kitchen. Marcus is standing there. And I said to him, were we sexually abused or not? And he turned around and he went white. He didn't know what to do he turned around had a cup of tea in his hand and it dropped out of his hand onto the floor in that split second the whole circle evaporated instantly
0: and marcus nods and then walks away mm-hmm. and then he's like yo yo you can't just walk away what's it follows him out into the garden but marcus is like this is this is, a, this yes, is it yep. this is it marcus acknowledges here that they don't think the father was sexually abusive he seemed more like an emotionally abusive, very yeah. strict, controlling guy. Mm-hmm. And Marcus says, I don't know if he knew or not.
2: And he was like, if he did know, that's what would make it even harder.
0: What's fucked up now is we're ramping up to, like, some answers here. If you can imagine the worst, you could probably get some of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Alex is saying the words mommy throughout the movie. I say, did mommy abuse us or not? He said, yes, she did.
2: After they said that they got molested by her... And he kept using mommy. Yeah. That, that's where I was like, this is not, he, it's, it's, I don't think that it really like clicked to him because he didn't really, be- I don't think he really believed it.
0: At the beginning of this movie, when we see a picture of their mother, I, I felt kind of bad. I was like, she seems like a little off that day. Like I felt like I was yeah. judged, being a little mean. <laughs> Judging this, like, wacky Polaroid of their mother. This
2: Amazon woman. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like, in my brain, I'm like, be nice, Bobby. And at this point, I'm like, fuck Fuck this lady. Fuck you, man hands. Now, this is the part, I understand Marcus's intent, but at this, it's kind of painted that Marcus just takes off at this point. He splits Mm -hmm. and Alex is alone. I can understand why uh, Marcus did a lot of things, but man, he did abandon your brother in that moment. Yeah. And that's got to be brutal Mm -hmm. because Alex only had his brother.
2: Well, and he, I think it was catching, all catching up to him of like all this lying he'd been doing to him for so many years. And this was the one lie that he was trying to make sure never got out.
0: So Alex goes through the house on his own. He starts putting things together. This was the weird part. <laughs> he, talk, he finds a cavalcade of love letters.
2: No, sex letters. They're I sex specifically letters? wrote down <laughs> sex letters.
0: From like all types of people to his mother.
2: Which, she's not the best looking woman. She had
0: a, I mean... It's England. It's England. <laughs> She's like a seven in England. I can't really say anything. She's like a seven
2: <laughs> <laughs> This Amazon. What?
0: Look, tall women are great.
2: Ugh, I'm 5'2, so I can't really speak <laughs> to tall women being great. She was
0: just, she was a very large woman, like tall, and she looked it. And oh, yeah,
2: and it was like they they were saying that she like the love letters to were to like naval captains and like politicians w- politicians and shit. and shit. and I'm like, this is weird, but I specifically wrote sex letters, the old form of sexting.
0: yeah, vintage sex vintage
2: sexting.
0: <laughs> but she had a lot, yeah, a lot. yeah. And so Alex was- is like, man, Our mother was intensely sexual, hence a wardrobe full of toys. Dildos. But of course reality is getting questioned at every level. Yeah. He starts getting, as you can imagine, depressed. Suicidal thoughts come Mm -hmm. in. But Alex did meet his wife, who was a huge help and they got married and had two kids. And Marcus actually would go on to get married, also have two kids. Mm -hmm.
2: This is where they kinda talked about how like they did everything. Together, they worked together. They went yeah. on vacations together. Like, whenever their business was ramping up, they did it together and all this stuff, which I thought was really. I mean, Alex could have done been a shit person was like, "I'm never talking to my brother again because yeah. he he hid this from me." But they kept being together and kept their life together.
0: Around that time is when the book we were discussing comes yeah. out, and I think Alex. Maybe push this book to facilitate his brother to come off some information. Mm-hmm. I would be interested in seeing that book or reading it. Yeah. I can see it too if it's on a table. I can look at it, but I would maybe read it as well. Maybe listen to it. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. audiobooks. You can do that all those years. He's got no more details. Yeah. The picture that they found mm-hmm. and mom, it was a, did molest you, Marcus. More than the- Obviously feels so guilty. Yeah. Until it's pretty much just too much. hmm Act three, Alex and Marcus. Oh, this is so heartbreaking. They're at the table. It's very awkward. It's an explanation. Marcus is giving an explanation on why he did this. And you can, it's not hard to wrap your head around.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We still don't have the extreme details. But then he says to this, I cannot say these words to your yeah. face across this table.
2: That's where I started crying. Yeah. Was was when he was like, I, "I, of all the people in the world, like his twin brother, he was like, I can't say this to your face.
0: But I said it to a camera. Yeah. So they hand him a laptop. Have him put the headphones <sighs> on. Oh, and Alex at this point is like. No, yeah, you're making me very scared now, but. Because yeah. it's like. I think the gravity of it just went up a notch mm-hmm. in his head. He sees that it's now actually going to happen, something he's been asking, and he understands that this is legitimately some scary shit. Yeah. But he needs to own this. Marcus leaves the room, and we're just watching Alex listen. And Marcus is to the camera in another room. hmm And I, at first, I think, this is going to be like a Grizzly Man scenario. Werner Herzog listened to the audio of Timothy yeah. Treadwell getting killed, and then he's like, we never need to hear this. Let's move on. And then it probably got destroyed. Yeah, probably. And I thought this was this kind of a scenario. And I was like, you know what? Imagination is bad enough. Mm -hmm. We probably don't really need Need to know know what's going on. And I didn't expect.
2: Yeah, I thought it was just going to be we were watching... Alex taking it in. Yeah. And because they started out just like showing it, and then I was like, okay, they're just putting the headphones on him, and he's, we're not going to hear anything. And were that
0: the case, I'd have been fine. Yep. I would have been yep. fine. But then Marcus, he may not be able to say it to Alex, but he says it to the, but he starts talking to the camera mm-hmm. in the other room. And he says, because obviously the producer, director, he wants something. Yeah. Honest uh that he sees coming mm-hmm. out of Marcus. And he's like, Okay, you yeah, you want a story? We've acknowledged that their mother. This is when Ugh. shit gets,
2: <laughs> gets weird.
0: This is, I wish this was a funny. This could be a funnier episode. It Mm-mm. just cannot be. This can't be zoo. Maybe I just want to grab a horse by his nuts and feel his balls. How they feel? They're well, they're warm.
2: No, I no.
0: <laughs> now, you can imagine what a parent who has naked pictures of their children together the kind of monstrous shit that was probably done we acknowledge that the father was not involved in this yeah it's hard to imagine he didn't know but this guy was so self-secluded in his own bubble that may be
2: i mean the parents had their separate rooms too which is pretty typical in like big estates like that
0: and like we said this house was so big that there was just like after they had died and they were going through it, it was just shit that was just brand new to yeah. them. And this is like, and they're in the English countryside. This is an old fucking mm-hmm. house. So I'm not going to go into the details of what he said directly about what his mother did. You can, it's not hard to imagine. Yeah. Sexually abusive mother with twin boys. Mm-hmm. And, but then it takes those five steps.
2: Oh,
1: Not only did she want to do those things for her own gratification, she then passes around to her friends. So she would drive us to friends' houses, have dinner and a glass of wine, and then leave us there. Never together, always on our own. And then some strange man that I'd never met and I never knew would take me into his bed and touch me and rape me and violate me for his gratification. And then, in the morning, my mother would come and pick me up and drive me home. Never speaking, never talking. What did I do in the car? I was silent and I was quiet. Always silent, always quiet. And then it would happen again and again. And then she would take Alex away. I would be lying in my bed, in my room. Alex wouldn't be there. He's my twin. He would be staying with a friend. And this is something that was a normality in our life.
2: I have goosebumps again, like, talking about it. Because it was really hard to watch.
0: Yeah, so, like, Marcus would be left. Her mother would drive to somewhere. Some elitist snob, rit- mm-hmm. British fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Would basically rape this child. And this happened up to the age of 14. Yeah. Throughout their lives.
2: It was really when you're when they're showing these shots and of Marcus telling this and then even throughout the whole the whole movie they're showing these shots of the twins not in the bed in the room at the same time. Yeah. Like one twin they're both in the room and then one twin's gone and then the other twin's gone. It's just like they cycle through that and I was like that when they did it again right after they started talking about this, I was like, Oh shit, that is some really powerful imagery right there. I,
0: I was watching this really late at night. It was probably about 2.15 in the morning yeah. listening to the story. I was not going to sleep after
2: nope. Mm-mm.
0: I wrote at a, like a hour and 30, I wrote, fuck your mother. I don't know if they said that or <laughs> if I'm saying that. I just wrote it in my notes.
2: Well, he, Marcus said like when he was starting to say it to the producers, he was like,
0: this is a fuck you to
1: her. Let's do it.
0: Oh right. Yeah,
2: he said that he was he he was like really timid about doing it, and then he kind of just like psyched himself up and was like, "No, this is a fuck you to her."
0: Now, do they know names here? I mean, we're talking about people going in and out of their house. I
2: don't know. I it didn't seem like they knew names of anyone who it was. And Marcus even said he was like, "If you're watching this and you were part of this, yeah, like you have to own this is this is something for you to deal with,
0: Alex." he sets the headphones down mm-hmm. and he goes well I guess some of that but I didn't know the magnitude of it Yeah, and that was the way I felt watching yeah. this is like, yeah. oh I did not expect that extra layer mm-hmm. Marcus then tells a story now he's able to kind of talk more with his brother after yeah. the brothers watched it somehow that helped both of them mm-hmm. in a weird way mm-hmm. but Marcus shares the last time that he was passed around
1: I was driven to London by mummy she had dinner with this guy, an artist. Supposedly quite a famous artist. We had dinner. She left. And I stayed in the house. And then he came into my into this room, which was surrounded by paintings. And I had four posts of bed and he got into the bed with me and started touching me. And I was 14 years old. And once he got down to my genitals, I sat up in bed and I said, no, I don't want this. I don't like this. And I pushed him away and he got very aggressive and I
0: managed to get out of his house. He took a train, which probably didn't lead right to his countryside home. So he took the train to where he could and walked the rest of the way. And it was breakfast time and the mother... Came down, expected to only see Alex, and then saw Marcus yeah. as well. Mom e- expected to just eat breakfast Be and either- go pick him yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and they said that after that, the abuse stopped.
2: I think she, I think she realized that they were becoming. They knew it was wrong.
0: Yeah the 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 the, the mental bonds that she had on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually these. Kids you're doing this to are going to grow up. Yeah. When she realizes that Alex doesn't remember who she is,
2: they mm-hmm.
0: kind of paint it like she's very concerned. Like yeah. That she just doesn't believe him. Yeah. I would just figure, like, how relieved. Maybe in a way she was extremely relieved.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think what, what it probably was that concerned her was that he remembered Marcus, didn't remember her. Yeah. Marcus remembered everything Every, that happened. Yeah. And Marcus, Marcus was the agency to be able to tell him what
0: happened. Yeah, maybe she knew a part of a part of her knew that maybe Marcus wouldn't tell. Yeah, uh, isn't that like some English shit to not tell anything emotional? They don't have a emo-
2: They don't talk about emotions. Like at <laughs> you almost all. almost said they
0: don't have emotions. They don't have
2: emotions. <laughs> <laughs> They're lizards. They're lizard people. I I wonder like. They did, I don't think they really said, like, when they started living in the shed. Yeah. So I wonder if that's when they started living in the shed. Because there's... N- I'm giving the mother the benefit of the doubt. Mind you, she raped her children mm. and let her children be raped by other people. But there's got to be no way that she put six-year-olds out in a shed in this house, man. Maybe it was that when they turned fourteen, and Marcus said no and did that. That's when she moved him out to the shed. Yeah,
0: because they talk about how they didn't eat with the parents. Yeah,
2: but there's there, like I, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt as a rapist. I guess like <laughs> I don't. There's gotta be something.
0: Like maybe it was like oh. My use for them is done.
2: it's done, like they don't need to be they're
0: aged out, yeah, now they go sleep in the shed, yeah, and go be teenage boys. We'll yeah. ignore them, who cares? Mm-hmm. I wish you could remember who this artist was, you know, yeah, like you go it seems like a lot of their childhood based on the like their adulthood looked like it was in the nineties and shit, so yeah, it's like, like eight, se- they
2: said they were four fifty four
0: okay, so we got I a seventies so. and eighties childhood, yeah. Here. Man, think about London artists big in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be tons in London. Yeah. But it just makes you want to do some detective work, right? Yeah, You you can't imagine it. It's a Mm -mm. child sex slavery ring. Yeah. Perpetuated by their own mother. Mm -hmm. And there are so many people that know about
2: this. Oh, yeah. Like, imagine there's probably other children that were involved in it, too. If this, if it's, if it's her taking them to all these different houses, they've got to be getting kids from other places too. They
0: have some. They have a network going on mm-hmm. in which this goes down. And I, then I was thinking about all the letters, the sex letters. Right? Yeah. Did those men who wrote those letters to mother? They're not going to write those to children. Children. But did they facilitate fantasies through her? Because like Jeffrey Epstein, mm-hmm. right? Ghislaine Maxwell, that lady that supposedly went around and procured underage girls in Florida trailer Mm -hmm. parks for him and shit, was often introduced and said to be Epstein's girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. And so, and there are Mm -hmm. accusations by people out there that said she was in on these acts. Not only did she procure, but But she she was was in on these acts. Yeah. And that's whole separate from that. That British fashion dude from France that had his own angle when oh, they yeah. went to Europe yeah. to do that shit. It's hard to imagine that many of those letters were not also connected with that monstrosity.
2: Yeah, and i I don't think they burned the picture. I think that was just the imagery that they used. But I wonder. Obviously, they probably got rid of that picture, but the letters is what I'm wondering if that's something that was kept. Probably not.
0: The, those Do those letters have names on them?
2: Yeah. Like if the letters, for all we know, they probably threw them all out or did something with them afterwards. But I mean, like if the letters don't have real names on them, they'd have some kind of pseudonym on them. And there's so much technology nowadays that you can do letter like handwriting analysis and stuff like that.
0: It seems like uh, that this movie could stand for a very investigative oh, sequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it seems like you could, this, that so many people, enough people are going to be involved mm-hmm. that you could take somebody to accountable. But in Britain, there was a guy named Jimmy Savile. Have mm-hmm. you heard this name? Mm-mm. He was uh, a DJ in the, the he hosted Top of the Pop, 60s and 70s DJ. Okay. And he also did this show called General Fix It where kids would write in and be like, help my dad, uh, you know, our toilet, we need a new toilet or something and... Jim will come and fix it. It's almost like a Make-A-Wish Foundation for British kids. British
2: kids? All right.
0: Well, Jimmy Savile died in about 2012. And after his death, allegations of sexual abuse from grown women to kids as young as two Oh my God. ...started coming out. I think the count is over 500... Oh,
2: my God. ...accusations
0: on Jimmy Savile. Ugh. And we actually did a Eldridge and I... You know him as a... Yes. We did a one on uh, where Louis the Rue, that uh, quirky British documentary, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, did a episode of with Jimmy Savile, and every and we all all knowing what we know now, everything he's saying is just like seems so foreboding. Yeah, Ugh. but but it also showed how connected he was to everything mm-hmm. from British royalty. He would call like um, the tabloids to come and. At one point, he has to go to the emergency room, and he calls the tabloids to come. And it's like, well, why? how do they know they're here? And it's yeah. like, obviously- Oh, I called them. Jimmy called them, but he's not outright saying it. Yeah. This is a guy that had his fingers in everything. And I imagine a lot of that is blackmail. Fucking Jimmy Savile- Yeah. Could have been at one of these parties. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no- As far as degrees of separation- Because they could,
2: don't talk about who was there- and they don't know any of these people.
0: But with Savvy, you're talking about 500 plus accusations? And yeah. They're, and there's shit that's like very, that seems very obvious in hindsight as far as shit he did on camera. hmm There's no way that villages full of people, worth of people, don't know about this shit. Yeah. But it's all up here, the upper yeah, crust. Yeah, they don't
2: talk about it.
0: Those elites. Yeah. Ugh. hmm But these motherfuckers
2: they think they just have so much power and And they they literally do and they do because they have money and that's that was okay i was watching an episode of dr phil today and it was underrated
0: dr phil's underrated
2: i love dr phil so much his podcast about gypsy rose was by far the best one out of all of them i will fight people about dr phil (laughs)
0: Yeah, we know he's not a real doctor.
2: Like, he's not a real doctor, but he puts everyone in their place, and that's what matters. Yeah.
0: If you have a high-profile mental health professional here advocating for your children to stop an attacker, I would think that would be a time that you just wouldn't want to interject.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. You
0: know, my dad used to tell me, never pass up a good chance to shut up.
2: He was. There was an episode about how this... This fertility doctor essentially raped all these women by ejecting them with his own sperm. Jesus. And it was, like, he was known for, in, like, artificially inseminating women with fresh sperm versus frozen sperm. And, like, they all got pregnant because he was, they were using fresh sperm. But it was his. Yeah. And he had over 75 known children. Jeez. And they found each other on, like, Ancestry.com. And whenever they, like, brought it up to him, he's like, oh, it's not me. I, and he just, he started paying off some of them. And I'm like, this, the fact that the upper class and, like, even, in, like, the British upper class is just, like, they don't talk about this shit. And they don't think that they're, repre- like, there's going to be any repercussions about anything that they do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because they can just brush it under the rug. It doesn't, it doesn't affect them. Yeah. Until it fucking does.
0: Yeah. And then and then they'll find, like, one person. I think with the Epstein case, they're charging these prison guards now with yeah. something mm-hmm. to show that they're doing something because they lapsed in judgment in this prison where one, only one person has died in captivity there yeah. in, like, 50 years. And the cameras were suddenly off in this brief period of time. But these prison guards who probably had no choice considering... What was breathing down their necks to ignore this type of thing are now having to take the weight from it. And they're being trotted out in front of the media.
2: Looking over here. Yes. I'm really bad at analogies. It's looking over here and then they're doing something else over here.
0: The Epstein thing touches like all political boundaries, all levels of...
2: All levels of it.
0: Corporatism and Mm -hmm. money, tech CEOs, freaking... There's so many random, Chris Tucker is in this black book. That's what's
2: so weird to me is that it's just all these political people and then Chris Tucker. Yeah. Who you haven't heard about or heard from in years. Courtney Love's
0: name is in that black
2: book. I'm not shocked by that. She killed Kurt Cobain. (laughs) I will fight people about that as well.
0: (laughs) You know, there's there's rumors that um, during a height of her success that she was turning out young girls. To go into, because she admits to being a prostitute in the past. Yeah,
2: because she, she's a whore. So. Yeah, shady. Wow. I do not like her at all. I
0: mean, that celebrity skin album's not bad.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, and it's like her her own daughter doesn't talk to her. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they have some, and I mean, her Francis Bean has a lot of shit wrong with her too because she. Her mom gave her drugs as a
0: kid. I heard someone say once that they didn't believe Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain, but they could easily picture her like watching him do it.
2: Yeah, I could I could see that. I I think she was the main reason why he killed himself. Like he had just gotten out of rehab. Yeah. So I love Kurt Cobain. R.I.P hate Courtney Love with a passion.
0: Wow. Maybe we should do, uh, you ever see Soaked in Bleach? No. It's terrible. Oh. But maybe we'll reserve that. Oh, I'll do it. If you want to just get pissed throughout an entire... (laughs) Yes, just
2: (laughs) hollering about Courtney Love.
0: (laughs) You'll be madder in that episode than you were in this one. (laughs) Fuck
2: Courtney Love. Fuck Courtney Love. (laughs) I hope she listens to this.
0: But after the secrets, the main secrets are out and spoken... Alex and Marcus embrace Alex says
1: no more lies no more lies no more silence no more secrets and I have you back with me
2: I thought that was really
0: it was very touching it was
2: very touching and it was something that definitely hadn't been said between the two of them beforehand even hmm. though, like, they had kept doing all this stuff together and had been with each other through all their life. They hadn't had that one moment of, I'm not going to keep secrets from you anymore. Yeah.
0: I wonder if there's a part of Alex, since he got the the, the details, mm-hmm. that was like, man, that motorcycle thing was a really good thing for me. Because he, yeah. he has the knowledge, but he... But he talks. He doesn't have that emotional connection.
2: Yeah, he doesn't have the connection to it like Marcus does. In any other
0: aspect w- regarding family, that would be intensely tragic. Yeah. Imagine like not being connected to the people who raised you mm-hmm. and loved you.
2: Well, and like people, all the people repress what happens to them, and then like they re- they can be reminded of it in some way, but they they remember everything about it. It's not like Marcus. It's not like Alex, sorry. It's not like Alex, he's like, he's being told what happened, but he doesn't remember the emotions he felt during the time yeah. or like what he, what, like he was feeling physically at the time. He's just being told what happened and that and enough is mentally heartbreaking to him. Yeah. But he doesn't feel the same way that Marcus does about it.
0: Right. Considering the horror, it's, it's fucked up alone that because the household was such a horror show. Mm-hmm. That a an accident that would take away your memory could be seen as a good thing. Yeah, that's just how fucked up their lives are. Oh yeah, and that's that film.
2: <laughs> I'm really fucked up from it still. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell me who I am by Ed Perkins.
2: <gasps> it was a lot.
0: Yeah, it was. But Felicia, we don't rate documentaries in a star rating scale. It's archaic. It's, it's tired archaic. stars. Why are people drawing them with five points? Have you ever seen a real star with five points? Mm,
2: I've got some Jewish stars that have six points. Yeah, those Mm. are the only acceptable ones.
0: I think someone on the show was like, what about Stars of David? Do you like those? And I was like, oh, I better tread lightly here.
1: I didn't uh, say they're that. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: going to give this one through five Herzogs. Not the baby Herzogs from the sh- from our show. Real,
2: full, in the flesh Herzogs. Full-grown,
0: Werner Hertzog. Can
2: my Herzog be the Hertzog that's in uh, The Mandalorian? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good, good.
0: Bounty hunting is it. A- dangerous what is it uh, he
2: I mean he'd never seen a quote unquote Star War before so
0: <laughs> that's the part of why we love him <laughs> there is a I read something I think it was like a Vanity Fair article where they were doing multiple shots without the baby Yoda mm-hmm. in case the baby Yoda wasn't going over and they could do some CGI cuts yeah and Werner's on set and he sees what they're doing he's like you cowards just shoot it <laughs> And that is some Werner Herzog shit, man. But yeah, you're going to give this one through five Herzogs. I'm going to give it one through five Herzogs. Combine them for best out of ten Herzogs. Felicia, for your first full episode, boy, what a subject we picked for you. We'll try to get it more lighthearted next time. No,
2: I like them dark.
0: (laughs) I kind of do too. I like them dark. What are your thoughts on Tell Me Who I Am by Ed Perkins?
2: Gave me a lot of feelings. A lot of emotions. I like that it broke it up in the different parts. Made it a little bit easier to like, can, like can take in. It still fucked me up. I'm giving it four. Four Werner
0: Sogs. I love your concise. Because <laughs> like Akhil and Johnny, they're like, it's time for the symposium. <laughs> How do I feel about this frame mm-hmm. and this frame?
2: Short to the point. Let's do it. I love
0: it. I as I mentioned before, stylistically, this almost for those that have seen the movie Zoo and thought it dragged
2: the horse fucking story. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The style of this is kind of similar to that, but more refined, mm-hmm. much better editing, really well done. And like I said earlier, I was a little worried about the style direction, yeah. And then I didn't notice it, and then it was just—I mean, when you're dealing with a story like this, as sad as it is to say, the more fucked up something is, this is this is what documentaries do to us yeah. all the time. And I'm, I'm just now have to um, accept the fact that dark ass shit like this is just going to pop up. If mm-hmm. I'm going to do a podcast talking about documentaries mm-hmm. twice a week, but yeah, I completely agree. I, I maybe I will also hit it at a four. I'm wondering why I wouldn't go higher. Maybe because it doesn't. Cause four is a really good score. But it maybe doesn't go far beyond it. It's just, it facilitates what it needs to facilitate. Yeah. I wouldn't call it spectacular. It's not It's not reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. It's just something that's really well done for what little it's working with. Yeah. And Ed Perkins, you get a four out of five for me. Take your four, Herzog's, combined with mine. That is 8 out of 10 Hertzogs. And that's pretty damn good. That's
2: a pretty good score right there.
0: 8 out of 10 for Tell Me Who I Am by Little Eddie Perkins.
2: Little Eddie Perkins.
0: I wonder what else he's done. I could look it up, but I won't. Yeah, no. The internet. It's the Facebook. there. The Facebooks. (laughs) The Facebook machine. (laughs) All right, Felicia. We'll we'll find more fucked up documentaries. Give
2: me all the fucked up shit. I love it.
0: I I think uh, for 2020, I kind of want to... We started out with people doing specific things. Angela did true crime. And I think I want to go into these categories a little more. So Mm -hmm. your categories can be fucked up shit.
2: Yep. I'm cool with that.
0: Sweet. Fucked up shit it is. All right. All right. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Thanks, y'all.
0: Keep on talking.
1: I told a living soul about what happened. I barely told myself what happened. So you're asking me to give you something that I've never given to anybody in my life. Just as a fuck you to her. Let's do it.
0: Oh make me over.
1: over. Finally. And we move on.